everyone. I am Stephanie. Hello, hello. This is Jen. And we are We Hit Play Podcast. I guess you guys were wondering if I was going to mess up that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just uh, talk shit about life and then also about movies we watch. So we watch four movies mm-hmm. uh, and then we rate them one through five. So very easy, simple stuff. And we're easy, simple people with no background in movies, but we like what we like, and we like to talk shit. Absolutely. So, tell me something new, Stephanie. (laughs) Uh, Sure. (laughs) Okay, so the first uh, topic or thing that I found was, um, so, so far, uh, you know how, like, we hate people sitting next to us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in air flights or yeah. airplanes well yeah i like i like my space well they're trying something new people are buying extra seats so no one like sits next to them mm-hmm. but there's an airline in australia it's an australia-based airline which they have the neighbor free seat sweet i like that so um when you pay for your original seat, you're paying a little extra mm-hmm. to have that neighbor free okay. seat next to you. So they're trying that just to see because they do see a lot of people pay for two seats instead of one, which they're just trying to like they're just making cut it in half so they don't have to pay for those. I two mean, seats. but what's the difference? Like. I, I need to I guess I need to do my own research on this. I mean I don't really care that much, but it just doesn't make sense for an airline to do that if people are already doing it. Like if like if you can just afford to buy two seats so that so that no one's next to you, then I would think as an airline company be like, fuck it, pay double <laughs> instead of like let me give you a deal. Yeah. Or maybe people they're hoping like many people don't think about doing that. I'm not in the financial place right yeah, now in my no, life where seriously. I can buy two seats, but I dream to be that. Because <laughs> I think even like in first class or business class, even though like that's pretty spread out, I don't, I don't want anyone next to me. Yeah. I like to be in a pot all the time. That would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wait, did did it say though like how the is it gonna be cheaper to buy like this extra seat or did you not get that far into it? Did you just read the headline? No. <laughs> uh, no, they're getting ready to put that on you know their website or whatever. But they're just thinking of like people are paying extra anyways, so you know let's try the neighbor free option. Is it? But it's only in Australia so far. The is it Australia the, the contest? Airline. Qantas uh, airline fly with the spirit of Australia. Um, it is Qantas. I knew it. Yes. I mean, that's the only Australian airline that I know. <laughs> they could just be the only one. Um, yeah. Well, best of luck to you, Qantas. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, for people like us, and I, <laughs> I assume most people in the world just would prefer to not sit next to anybody especially on a long flight true because i like to spread out um so marvel uh recently discussed um bringing back the original cast for a new avengers movie 
uh, reviving Iron Man and Black Widow for the film. And Variety uh, um, made this report because they did talk uh, to some of the directors that uh, work with the Marvel films. So they're like, okay, you know, this could be something. Here's the thing with that. I read, I didn't read the article. I don't read the articles. I just read the headlines. I read that heart. I read that headline. Actually, no, I think I actually did like skim one of these articles about that because Marvel is in its flop era. And I just kind of think people are a little bit over the um, superhero movies. And it's like, now they're going into desperation mode. Like shit, we killed off all the characters that people actually care about and unfortunately yeah. but fortunately for actually fortunately like when the marvel films started coming out like they were hitting the popular superheroes that even if you're not a comic fan like you have heard of like iron man you've heard of yeah. spider-man and stuff like that um and maybe even black widow and then all of a sudden everybody's gone everybody's dead like no one cares about these new younger heroes that are coming out right now so when i say no one i mean like the layman people like the people who don't really keep up with this stuff so i it's it's a it's a desperate move i'm here for it but i i think good luck getting the actors back i don't think (laughs) robert downey jr is coming back uh Maybe I well did uh what's her face? Why can't I think of her name? Charlize Theron. I thought she was still signed with them or whatever. I mean, it's desperation mode. I yeah. think no matter what you do, unless you, I I think what their issue is, they just need a real villain. Like Thanos was such a great villain with an actual like story arc that people could get invested in him. I think that it was less, you know, in my opinion, what makes a good superhero movie is the villain. Like, you look at Mm Spider-Man, which is one of the most popular. Spider-Man always has a creative villain. Same thing with Batman. Batman? Who gives a shit about Batman? Who gives a shit about Bruce Wayne? It's the villains that make it awesome. Mm -hmm. So, I think that's just where they're screwing up is, like, they've put out so much content and we still like yeah they say king is gonna be like the next big villain the next big super villain but yeah you've got issues with god why i can't even think of anyone's names right now um majors like the the dude who plays king i'll remember his name i'm sure we're done recording you know all of his drama going on in his personal life like all that legal shit that's going on and it's like yeah now Disney and Marvel are afraid to invest in him. So I'm like, well, then what happens with the character? Like, if we're going to recast, true. let's fucking recast. But I also just don't think Kang is the one. We need Thanos back. So if we're going to bring back the <laughs> Avengers, figure out a way to bring Thanos back or... I mean, the multiverse is going on with, like, different things. Yeah. Um, maybe they... W- do bring them back well i don't know yeah and i guess like you know to your point of the multiverse if you if you tap back into the multiverse and this is why i hate the multiverse because it's lazy but then you can bring back the characters with different 
people playing them, kind of like what happened in Spider-Man, where you yeah. had all the Peter Parkers from the Spider-Verse, not all of them, but a lot of them come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, well, you can do the same thing, I guess, with the the character. But I don't think that's going to make people happy. Like, Because you're just re-bringing people back. Yeah, but and then you can use whoever, whatever actor you want and just say, oh, this is someone from some different yeah. verse, somewhere else in the multiverse. I don't know. I'm so far behind in these Marvel things. Like, yeah. The last time I engaged with Marvel was what? What was the last recent release that came out that, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That was a beautiful movie. That was. I love oh, yeah. that movie. We went to go see that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Best of I luck, need Marvel. To, I need to get, like, re-back on the TV shows. Yeah. Well, now that Loki is fully released, like, I'm going to jump into yeah. it. And then I feel like watching Secret Invasion, even though I heard it was bad, it sounds like it's necessary for this Marvels. I guess it's time to come back. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so the annual Americans Thanksgiving Parade held in Detroit. What up? (laughs) Has once again been nominated as one of the best holiday parades in the country. It is. And what's annoying, and maybe it's, I don't know. I just don't think it gets enough TV airtime because when the Macy's Parade takes over everything, Disney takes over everything. I don't know if the Detroit parade is... I mean, I don't wake up in time for the parades anymore. Um, And it's not on, like, a local... No, it's on local, but I don't, I don't know if it's, like, nationally televised because on all the other network channels, like, ABC will always show, like, Disney's thing. And I think NBC has... I think NBC has Macy's. And then there's one other parade I thought that they showed. I know too much about these damn parades, but I'm going to back that. <laughs> the Detroit the Detroit yeah. Thanksgiving Day Parade is good. It's great. I think it's better than Macy's. I said yeah, it. Yeah, it says it's nominated as best in the U.S. for 23. Is the Thanksgiving Parade Day Parade in New York still sponsored by... I'm still calling it... It'll always be the Macy's Day Parade, I guess. Or Macy's whatever parade. Do you like parades? Mm-hmm. You do? I don't know. I like marching band, so I enjoy the I enjoy the marching band. I don't like going to parades, let's say that. Yeah, I like watching them. Like I'll unless it's a it's even then though, I guess I haven't been around a sports team that has won a major event. But those are always fun. But like to get up early, deal with the traffic. Again, I don't remember we don't like to be next to people. <laughs> so it's a whole other thing. But yeah, like on Thanksgiving, I'll definitely put it on in the background before like the football games and stuff like that. Yeah. Come out, but I don't know. I have mixed feelings, I guess. Actually, I'm li- I'm over here lying. I think I <laughs> Like now I'm like just thinking about the parades. I'm like I do kind of get excited and I do get bummed out when I'm like, "Oh, shoot, I slept in and missed the parade." Okay huge parade fan over here i just had to talk (laughs) through it um okay so the next one uh is so 
an undersea volcano erupted off Japan three weeks ago. Okay. And a... It's like the end of October? (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So within the 10 days of the volcanic ash and rocks piling up, um, a new island emerges. That's cool. After the undersea volcano erupted off Japan. So... It's like a small little yeah, little island that's appeared. That's science. That's science right there. That's badass. What is that? Geology? Pretty so, much. S- some science. I'm gonna it's probably geology. And it's, um so the new island is about a hundred meters, which is three hundred and twenty eight feet in diameter as a high as twenty meters sixty six so feet above yeah. the sea. Um. So yeah, it's they're like it's a cute they little don't, baby island. Yeah, they don't have like a name for it yet, but yeah, it piled up after um the birth of the tiny new little island. Little That's baby, what they call little it. infant baby. <laughs> Again, science. Thank yeah. you, science, for that. And since it was underwater, I assume everybody, like, nobody, nobody was hurt. Maybe some drama in the ocean, but let's hope all the sea animals are okay. And now we got a little island, a little baby fetus island. <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- <laughs> when I was reading this, uh, one of the comments was like, um, a new baby island, and then GTA 6 coming out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in 2024 so quite honestly i'm more excited about the the baby island even though (laughs) like i i enjoy grand theft auto it's one of my favorite games when i do play games yeah but um we've waited so fucking long for a new grand theft auto game (laughs) that i'm just like whatever (laughs) earth did something way better and that was giving birth to a new baby island Oh, so, no. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, we need it. I need to actually watch that trailer for the new Grand Theft Auto. I haven't looked at that yet. We'll do I that haven't later. either. Yeah. But speaking of trailers, something I am excited about is the drop of the Mean Girls trailer and yeah. just the whole Mean Girls buzz uh, that has reignited again. Um that's yeah. super exciting for me. That is exciting. <laughs> mean Girls is my guilty pleasure movie. And yeah, it's when people ask, like, oh, if you had to bring whatever to an island or if you could only watch, like, five movies for the rest of your life, what would it be? And Mean Girls is on my list. It's still on my list. It's something that, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, but it's something that I could watch every single day and not get bored with it. Yeah. Um, it took me a long time to, like, I liked the movie. It took me a long time to get into it. Yeah. I had to force it on you, didn't I? Yeah. Like, <laughs> after, well, I've seen it before, before you. Yeah. But then, uh, seen it again, like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we watch it multiple times. We've watched watch. it multiple times, but... I remember yeah. my first time seeing it because I I didn't see it in theaters. I definitely saw it at a friend's house on DVD. And I remember being like, I don't really wa- want to watch this because I'm like, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. And mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. If you, like, 
I don't think that anyone could sit through Mean Girls and not laugh at least once. Like, even if it's not your type of movie, the movie is just so fucking hilarious and dumb yeah. that I have very... I don't know if I've ever come across somebody who was like, oh, I saw Mean Girls in it and I hated it. I know there's people out there, but no. I feel like <laughs> men, women, they, thems, anyone I I've think asked anyone. is like... It's, it's like, maybe people will be like, yeah, it's not my type of movie, but it, yeah. it was pretty funny. Um, so, yeah, we uh, are going to watch, like, the... You haven't seen the Walmart commercial yet, right? No, I have not. Okay, so Walmart partnered with, uh, I think, s- the, some of the new cast, but... Everybody basically came back for the Walmart commercial except for Rachel McAdams, which is sad, but I guess she wants to put Regina George behind her. But they pulled pretty much everyone else back from the original movie to make uh, a Walmart commercial for Black Friday, and it's it's gold. So if you haven't seen it yet, I, I highly recommend it, and this will be your first watch. <laughs> yeah. So we'll hit play on it um, and tell me what you think as we watch it. Okay. Some things never change. On Wednesdays, we still wear pink. Get in, sweetie. We're going deal shopping. But now we shop Walmart Black Friday deals. I feel like she still Black. looks the same. She looks beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And so does she. Yeah, she does. And with as much as busy as as she's been, I'm surprised that she came back for this commercial. Don't let the haters stop you from doing your thing. And Kevin Lee. Even as a guidance counselor, I was still getting schooled. Gruel. Huh? What's gruel? It's nothing. Even Lindsay's looking great now that she's sober and mom. Stop trying to make fetch happen, mom. It's still not gonna happen. We were a school obsessed. If you have Walmart Plus, Missy Elliott too. She looks good. She looks like a completely different person. She does. The deals were coming out of us like word vomit. Walmart's Black Friday deals are flawless. Those deals are hot. They might even be hotter than Amberina's. I saw Miss Heron buy Apple AirPods and Legos, so I bought Apple AirPods and Legos. Take that one. Take that one. I'm such a good mom. I'm impressed. And I'm Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Amanda Seyfried is the best. She is. Ah, oh, classic. While Girl World was at peace, <laughs> Deal World was just getting started. Oh, Black Friday deals start next Wednesday? Oh my god, that's in like one week. <laughs> I love that. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Bye. Now, this is not sponsored by Walmart, this podcast. But <laughs> what did you think about it? I liked it. It's I, good to see all the cast yeah. like back together. I got to give Walmart props for getting Almost everybody, almost yeah, everybody yeah, back together almost. for that commercial, and then it stayed so true to the movie it that did. it was, it was, it's great. Yeah, um, I'm sure Mean Girl fans have already seen it, but if you haven't seen it and you're Mean Girl curious, just YouTube the Walmart commercial. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I mean, granted, we don't watch a lot of TV, but like, 
I haven't mm. seen the commercial live uh, on TV yet. I've just only seen it like on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so now we want to. Uh, I now that I have a taste of the Mean Girls. We're gonna watch the trailer for the new movie that comes out in January. Yep. Which I thought it was gonna be like an a sequel. I didn't know that it's actually like a the musical version of Mean Girls. Oh really? So it's yeah. So it's basically a remake of the original, but it made it a musical. So I'm like, how is this gonna be? But I'll mm. take any Mean Girls content I can get. I think it's great that we're keeping the spirit of Mean Girls alive. Yeah. Because uh, didn't they have a Mean Girls musical like on Broadway? On Broadway, yeah. Which yeah. I didn't see, I th- but I heard. I've heard that it's really, really good. Yeah. Um. So you ready for this one? Yeah. You've seen this? One. Let's see. January twelfth. Oh, hell no! Move. Hey, PG-13, please. <laughs> so is that. Okay, so it's not the same people Regina in the commercial. Don't look her in the eye! He could be really hot if they change, like, everything. I met a guy in the summer and I Welcome to health and human sexuality. We'll be getting into abstinence, of course, then followed by John Ham. condoms <laughs> and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Are you okay in there? We're concerned you're either doing drugs or having a toilet baby. Ew. We as women have to be able to support each other. Get in, loser. Welcome, Katie. You're never going to believe what I found this morning. Your burn book. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, for sure. Like Phillips, Phillips, yeah. Phillips, whatever. You like gum? I call him Oh no, I don't have any. I, I was just. You're a mess. We will help you, Caddy. It's kind of like the modern day. Yeah, it's just kind of almost like a shot for shot. Yeah. That's just unprofessional. What? What's this? We're gonna make her pay. we've done is make Regina hotter and revive the wet look. Dance break. Who wrote all this junk? Katie pushed her. Regina really should be lifting through her glutes. Look at this thing. I can't even see it. Like a face breast. Katie. Incorrect. You have to pick a French name. Chanel. No. Celine Dion. No. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of it? Uh, I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna <laughs> laugh and I'm gonna be excited to see it. Yeah. But just I mean the cast of the original you have Lindsay Lohan, mm-hmm. you've got Amanda Seyfried, you've got Rachel McAdams, and why can't I think of... Oh, God, it's going to drive me crazy. Names. <laughs> the girl who played Gretchen Wieners is going to... Anyway, I'll get... It'll come... Again, it'll come <laughs> to me when I'm not under so much pressure, but they like they were such a good a great i mean everybody in that movie everybody in that movie was so great Mm -hmm. so 
I'm nervous. How but excited is, at the same oh, time. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, and I'm very rarely excited about a remake mm-hmm. of a movie. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. Because sometimes remakes are like, it makes it worse. Yeah. They make it worse or whatever. Um, But I'm here for it. I mean, I guess in this comment says it too. It isn't a remake. It's the musical. So it is probably the Broadway version of it. So I do like that it's not going to be like, okay, we're going to try to completely change something. Um, But I'm excited. I actually cannot wait to see it. I am going to see this in theaters. I'm not Mm going to wait until it streams might have to even see it opening weekend because i'm such a fan (laughs) uh but what makes me most excited about it is just to keep such a classic piece of art yeah i'm calling it art that impacted our generation so much yeah it's it's good to keep like those classics and things alive yeah, if if done well. And since Tina Fey is, like, involved in it, I mean, she's in the movie, and mm-hmm. she's, like, she'll take care of it. Yeah, um, no, for sure. But this is exciting. This is. <laughs> uh, anything else before we jump into the movies we watched? No. So this week uh, for this podcast, we watched Dance Flicks, Dead Man Walking, Dead for a dollar. <laughs> you could already tell. <laughs> and deadly cuts. Uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got things to say. Um, but we'll start off with with dance flicks. That sound good? Yeah. No, that's for sure. Um, according to the internet. Oh gosh. <laughs> dance flicks is uh, about Megan White, a naive teen. And Thomas Uncles, a student from the wrong side of the tracks, find common ground in their love of dancing. Megan and Thomas join forces to perfect their moves and win the mother of all dance battles. Though they face stiff competition, Nora, the school's queen of the dance floor. Does this movie (laughs) sound familiar? Does it sound like something we've watched before? I like how they could put like six movies together to make like one movie yeah it's like well i mean it's a a, it's a portray yeah like everything it's a it's a parody movie it's basically making fun of all of those dance movies that came out in like the late 90s to like early 2000s yeah but i like that they like back in the early like late 90s to 2000s yeah they like made fun of movies yeah and it's just like they don't do that anymore maybe like, they you do know, like you know what like scary movie like yeah. with scream they made like um uh, parodies with those they still make parody movies maybe i don't know people have just lost their sense of humor there's no such thing as comedy <laughs> anymore like everyone's gotten so sensitive but yeah, I mean, these are my one of my favorite types of movies. I love a parody movie because, like... Yeah, I do. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, and it's meant to be dumb, and it's meant to be, like, turn your brain off and just giggle at stuff yeah. that you've been... It's like making, like, what we try to do, make fun of movies while, <laughs> you know, hanging out together. So, yeah, uh, this is... Um, 
I, I don't know if I've ever seen Dance Flick before. Really? Until we watched it. Maybe, maybe I've seen, like, pieces of it, but I think this is, like, the first time I've actually watched it all the way through, and I was giggling my little butt off. <laughs> yeah, this one's always been a favorite. Um, I like this movie. Yeah. Um, the part where I'm like, maybe I've seen this is when they're making fun of... I don't know what movie they were making fun of, but maybe it was still in, like, the Save the Last Dance story thing but yeah the guy comes and he's like i'm picking up my i'm here to pick up my son and he like just grabs his kid and holds him he's like all right i'll see you next week and puts him down yeah (laughs) so that's the type of humor you're gonna get from from this movie and it's uh basically every single person in the wayans family is in this movie yes there's so many wayans brothers cousins brothers sisters and then the the sons of the wayans brother it's like crazy they've got a whole like family they do (laughs) but they said that they the internet said that uh there are nine members of the wayans family in this movie wow i knew the the main young guy that uh like the main the protagonist yeah i knew he was one of the sons yeah of the i don't one of the ways listen i don't know who is who because there's so many in their family that i i don't know like i i know who they are because i've seen a lot of the movies and shows that they've been a part of but like to keep track of everybody's name i'm like it's just someone in the wayans family they make me laugh. They, they make do. me feel good. So, have you ever seen like I used to watch the TV show. I never I Wayne's pro- Brothers. I've probably seen a couple of episodes. Probably. That was like the late 90s, right? Like or 2000s? About 95, 96, I want to say. Mm. Or maybe 93. Mm. But there was so many like episodes, so Yeah, many. I'm sure I've seen it. Mm-hmm. It, that was a good show. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I mean, Wayne family's everywhere. Make that money. Keep it in the family. Do your mm-hmm. thing, fam. Um, I loved it. I loved this movie. I knew I was gonna like I knew I was gonna like it. Uh soon as like I think the last time we were recording your you kinda told me a little bit about what it was about and then seeing that it was a parody movie with the Wayans brothers, I'm like, Alright, I'm gonna like this one. Yeah, no, for sure. What'd you rate it? I rated it a three and a half. Me too. Um, like I said, this movie is right up my alley. It's dumb and it doesn't try too hard. It knows what it is and um, it's just hilarious. So if you're looking for something just to make you giggle and not be some pretentious piece of crap, I'd say check out Dance Flicks is good yeah like if you just want like something like having a bad day just put it on chill and absolutely just the nostalgia of you know all those old movies i mean in the early 2000s we really went for it everything was a dance movie you had was you had step up you had stomp the yard what was that other one yeah center Um, stage Oh, that, yeah. And then you got served. Yes. Like, everybody With was little in... bow wow. Everybody was in, a, like, a dance crew and dance battling for <laughs> yes. their lives in the early 2000s. I mean... Yeah. You weren't fighting with fists. You were dancing it the fuck out. 
That is true. <laughs> and actually, even, I mean, one of my favorite South Park episodes is the, when they end up, start, or Stan ends up getting served, and then he serves the crew back, so then he has to, like, get a dance crew, um, and then just dance battle it, and I'm just like, that, that was life back then. <laughs> I can't dance, but I know if oh. someone tries to serve me, you're going to have that to dance. bust it out. <laughs> Stop. Oh. Well, I've got nothing else to say about dancing. Okay. So the next movie. We'll move on to the next one. So the next one is Dead Man Walking. Yeah, we go from very funny to to very serious. Very serious, a nice (laughs) drama film. Um, If you haven't seen Dead Man Walking, it's uh, it is actually based on a true story. Mm -hmm. Um, Google says as a death row inmate, as death row inmate Matthew Ponsolet nears his execution date, he calls upon Sister Helen Pergine to help him with one last appeal maintaining that he is innocent of the murders of a young couple Ponsolet begins to form a bond with Pergine and she visits both his family and the relatives of the victims hoping to learn more about the case as things begin to look bleak for Ponsolet Pergine does all she can to comfort and console the hardened convict I hope I'm saying her name correctly so this movie uh, you know I said it's a true story so yeah. Uh, the the truth is her story, so I guess, um, I don't guess she is a nun or was a nun. I don't know if she's still with us, but um, this is be- based on some memoirs that she wrote uh, during the time that she was a spiritual advisor for uh, inmates on death row. Um, yeah. But, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. So the character, uh, what's his name? Matthew Ponsolet, the guy on Death Road played by Sean Penn. He's not a real character, but his story was was um, kind of put together based off of different stories, uh, different inmates that she helped all kind of combined into one oh, character. Wow. Um, that is Ponsolet. What do you think of this one? You've seen this before. I've seen this before, but I really like this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just like how they like put everything. I don't know. It's good actors. I, I love all the actors that played in it. Yeah, so this movie has... So Susan Sarandon plays the nun, and she plays... Um, I mean, I don't know if she plays it perfectly, but I think she fucking killed this role she in did. a good way like she she really delivered she came to work every single day uh and worked her ass off um and people were just like why are you doing this he's an inmate yeah you know yeah. like why are you going that extra mile and that's um, but that's her job as yeah as a nun and you know the families of the victims um mm. were upset with her because you know, they were people of, of God, or at least one family was, and was just like, 
um, why didn't you reach out to us to see if we were okay? Like, why is it that you're spending so much time with this man who killed our children? Yeah. But, you know, as a as a nun or as any person of God, like, regardless of what you did, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's her duty to, to be there. But, you know, she even said, you know what, you guys are right. Like, that's on me. I should... I shouldn't just be hanging out with him. I really need to be making sure all of you are okay and being spiritual advisors for all of you. Yeah. So she kills this performance. She does. She she does an incredible job. Even Sean Penn does a great job. There were times for me where, like, his accent or, like, he was mumbling where I'm like, wait, what is he? I can't even really hear or understand what he's saying. Yeah. Um... So I'm glad we had the closed captions. <laughs> but he's still really good in this role to the he point is. of where you can you start to feel for him too. Yeah. Like towards like the middle to the end, like you definitely feel that like empathy. Yeah. Like um but then uh when they were doing the execution, that was yeah, I mean, I, I, cry. I mean, the first time I saw this movie, I was a kid, and I remember even like a younger kid, and yeah. I remember even then I was like, ooh, I'm feeling something, and I don't understand why, and and it made me really sad. But like, yeah, you know, at first his character is, you're like, man, he's just kind of irredeemable. Irredeemable. He's a piece of shit. He comes off as racist. I mean, he is racist and just an mm-hmm. asshole. Um, yeah. And, you know, with his work, with, with the sister, uh, you know, he does seem to, like, you, you just get to understand him. It's not necessarily that he's changing, but you, they do such a good job, the writers do such a good job um, of showing the whole picture of him and showing... Yeah. Like, really developing his character, and then, you know, you just feel for everyone involved in this. I agree. Like, yeah. both families, of course the victims, and even him, where it's just like, shit. But it's a great, great, great movie. It is. Plus, a young Jack Black's in it. <laughs> that like, is true. Oh, hey. <laughs> young, skinny like, Jack Black. All skinny and slender. <laughs> Hair to the side, like all. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it was it was shocking. But even he's good in it. It's, he is, it, and it's not like a typical part that you know we see from him or yeah, we saw from we him in his heyday. Like, never see like a serious face on him. Yeah, um, but yeah, this is. I, I think you know it's it's sad, uh, and but it, it's good. Like, it doesn't get boring. Yeah, it's a lot of talking, not a lot of action, a lot of feeling, but... Um, yeah, definitely a movie where you do have to sit down and, like, yeah, watch. Yeah, and you won't mind having to have to pay attention to it. It'll just grab you. And like I said, even as, like, a nine-year-old or however old I was when I first saw it... Yeah. It caught my... Like, it held my attention as a young kid. So, yeah, um, they fucking killed this movie. Great, great, great movie. Uh, what did you rate it? Do you? Uh, I rated it a four. Yeah, I gave it a three point seven five. Um, you know, I, I'm kind of a tough critic sometimes. 
I love this movie. I don't I don't know what it was missing for me, but nothing's going to be perfect. Maybe there'll be one movie that's perfect, but um, <laughs> Yeah, I'm still waiting for that one. But I think like why I knocked it down just a little bit was just maybe some mumbling from Sean Penn, but this is a, a movie, I, if you haven't seen it before, I highly recommend it. Uh, watch Dead Man Walking. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. We're gonna go to the next movie, which is the worst fucking movie ever. <laughs> The next movie is Dead for a Dollar. Go ahead. No, go ahead. (laughs) I have so much to say about this fucking movie. (laughs) To give you a backstory of what this is about, it's about a veteran bounty hunter, Max Borland. Uh, He heads deep into Mexican territory to find and return Rachel Kidd the wife of a wealthy businessman. After learning she actually fled from the abusive marriage, Max faces a choice. Finish the job he's been hired to do or stand aside while ruthless mercenary outlaws and his longtime rival close in on a town that's been his temporary sanctuary. When you were reading that, I was like, did that even really happen? I was just going to say that. This is the first time I know what this movie is supposed to be about. Reading that was like, okay, I have never seen this movie, but we've watched this movie. (laughs) Yeah, we did. This movie is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen. (laughs) Now, well, yeah, I mean, it's a Western, but a Western shouldn't even be like this. This is, all right, I took a lot of notes. I had a lot of feelings watching this, and a lot of the times I'm just going to read my notes because... I wish I would have just did a live of this because (laughs) the whole time. Anyway. um, Yeah. So (laughs) like you said, right out the gate, I was not excited about this because I I don't think I like Westerns. I I don't, I, I don't, haven't watched many. I've probably seen some good Westerns. Yeah. Like my you know, my mom used to watch, like, black and white westerns. Yeah, my dad's a big western guy. Yeah, and... which I didn't mind. Yeah, like, I'd sit with him. It, it's not my favorite genre. And yeah. so this is from two people who know nothing about westerns. Right. Um, now, it did... What I do know about westerns, I think it did try to follow a lot of the western tropes um like they <laughs> i was like and i also i rolled my eyes so i was like they already said the title of the this movie within the first five minutes which means this is gonna be a bad movie they hit us with well, i'm always gonna be dead for a dollar immediately into the movie i was like here we go <laughs> here we go here we go um I don't even know if you paid attention during this movie. I couldn't because it was so distracting. <laughs> it was just distracting. Now, the movie uses a sepia filter, which is good maybe in Instagram. Uh, so it has that brown 
haze over it, which I thought cheapened what is already a cheap movie. So they basically made it from like an old Western into like a modern Western. A modern. But it's like they still use like the same concept kind of It's thing. just confusing. It it's, is. It's like they... I was reading and I think I have... I like... I did so much research on this because I was so confused as I was watching this movie as yeah. to how it got this bad. And like they... Oh God, this movie. So the Stephanie <laughs> filter... And I was like, are they trying to create the feel of the dustiness of the West? Because yeah. it's not doing that for me. Right. And I kind of read that the director, I don't remember his name, and if I'll probably end up repeating myself later, said that he wanted to he wanted to make the movies feel like the old westerns and he wanted to keep it true to the westerns. And then goes on to say, so we used CGI on the background to remove certain things and that. And I'm like, so if you want to keep it true to traditional old school Westerns and then you CGI the shit out of it. Yeah, I was going to say, then what's the point of that? You CGI the shit out of it and you use an Instagram filter. (laughs) That's like, cool. (laughs) <laughs> Got it. You lost the plot on wanting to keep it traditional. Yeah. But from what my experiences of watching Westerns with my father is that a Western is usually on like, yes, it's a cheaper movie to make. It's usually on a dusty old set on a movie set. Mm-hmm. No need for CGI, but they didn't have CGI back then. But I bet you they wouldn't have used it. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. No. Right. And then the other thing that was distracting was the camera work and camera oh, angles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I... Ha- this is why we started off this podcast by saying we're not professionals. <laughs> I, in high school, took one audiovisual class. Yeah. I know nothing. But I do know that what I saw in this movie was bad. It was bad camera it was. work. It was. Bad, bad, bad. Like, I don't... It would go up close, and then it would be pulled back. Right. And then up close in the face. I was like, what is going on? (laughs) I don't understand why they felt the need to be so up close in people's faces. And it was so close. And it was like, again, don't know how movies are made. Wasn't in theater. I don't know anything how production is done. So take my word as a grain of salt like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about but I do watch movies and I know what I like and I know what's looks what's pleasing to the eye and what's not this was not pleasing to the eye so like they're so close to people's faces or doing like the weird over the shoulder angle and then if one of the actors would move their their head as actors are supposed to do you know when you deliver a line you move your head you move your hands you know you're not just staying framed up. Maybe you're supposed to be. I don't know. Maybe it's the actor's fault. But then it felt like the camera dude was like some guy, some high school student. I'm coming for people. I don't give a fuck. So I'm sorry. I'm just, I gotta, I gotta speak my honest truth. And it's just like a rant here. So just bear with me. But they're so close to faces. And I don't know if like they never rehearsed this. There was nothing. But like someone yeah. would move their face and then the camera would lag and then jerk up to like keep up with it. And it's just like, 
why is this so bad? In every yeah. fucking scene, it was like that. And I hated the fact that sometimes with the cameraman or whoever, you see them step to the side. Yeah. And it's just like, you're not supposed to see that. It was like if you and I were like, we're going to go make a Western. It's like <laughs> they recorded it like without editing. Some. There was nothing. Well, there was. There's editing. They put that fucking or, sepia. Filter. Or I hated when they did the fade out. Oh, no. That. But all right. We'll talk about that. I'm going to defend that for a second. I'm going to defend that because that's that's actually uh, I'm going to defend it. But um, yeah, to your point of like the transitions, if I remember correctly from the old Westerns, there were like between scenes, it would be like a fade to black and then come back on. The choice, though, it wasn't the fade outs that was wrong with this movie. In a couple of scenes, we had legitimate PowerPoint transitions where instead of just like a fade to black fade in, it was like a PowerPoint slide. You know how, I don't know if you use PowerPoint, but like the transition would be like, we're going to move the slide down and then it's going to be black. Or I was just waiting for the PowerPoint transition where it's like a slide spinning in. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I'll pull, pull up PowerPoint so you can see it. But it wasn't just the old school. Like they nailed that because I do remember old Westerns doing that. But then they're like, no, 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 no. We're going to modernize the shit out of these transitions. <laughs> we're going to go to the best source, Microsoft PowerPoint. And steal some of these PowerPoint slide transitions. It's a choice. Was it a choice that I would have made? Probably. <laughs> but that's because um, I don't have the budget and I'm not a professional fucking director nor a camera person. So yes, uh, these are things that I would have done. But for God, let me, who the fuck? Walter Hill, which I know he's like, he's done a lot of stuff. He's a good director. He's done a lot of great movies. Yeah. The choices that were made in this fucking movie were not great choices. And yeah. I just don't know if maybe it was filmed in a time of COVID where we had to like do what we could and maybe people weren't working. So they're like. We're going to go hire Fred down the street and pick oh, up gosh. Stephanie and Jen to put in the transitions. But, like, again, not a professional. Not even. But this movie felt like a really bad high school stage play. It or, did feel like a play. It was bad. Yeah, it was. And nothing wrong with that. But it was just mm -hmm. so poorly put together. It was. And yeah. Everything was bad. The editing, the filter, the camera work, the acting. Everything <laughs> was bad. Speaking about the acting, I'm naming names. Esteban Romero overacted the shit out of his part. I don't even remember what oh. I just have it in my notes. <laughs> I have to see his actual character name. He's not even listed. He, he plays... I don't know. I don't even know what happened in this movie because I was so distracted by everything else. <laughs> he plays somebody. But I know it was like he was like one of the bad guys. Was I he think. one of the bad guys? I think so. All right, he was probably. Probably, yeah. But yeah, he over dramatized he everything. Overacted his life away. 
and it was so distract it was so overacted that it was mm-hmm. hilarious and i said at that point because i was like i don't know what to make of this movie i was so confused when we're watching it yeah. I-, I was like what is going on here but at this point i was like you know what lol this movie is camp <laughs> this movie is not taking like there's no way we need to sit here and watch this movie and take it seriously as if it is a western this movie is camp it's it, it's just so over dramatic it is and over the top that it it's just like you've got to be making you're making fun of something right like you're not taking this seriously when you made this fucking movie <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know we needed movies back then, you know, because we were home. What? Was what it is the it time like of COVID? Let's see, twenty twenty two. So yeah, maybe they were filming when, in like, in twenty one. When we were or like, like in twenty twenty, because I know uh, a lot of movies from twenty twenty didn't come until like the end of twenty one. Yeah, because they were. Um, so they might have stopped. They might have been making this movie like as we were coming out of lockdown and like maybe the professionals yeah i'm coming for everybody like sorry if you were involved in making this movie (laughs) like i feel bad for coming so hard but Uh... i i can't lie i have to speak my truth and my truth is i feel like they used people who have never done this before and i know it's yeah. not true and i'm it, so sorry if you are yeah, behind some this. of the actors did seem like this was their first time ever not, in a movie i mean it wasn't even the acting the acting was probably the best part of it it's not a good movie but just the camera work whoever is in charge of the colors whoever is in charge of the edit whoever is in charge yeah. of the powerpoint slides all of y'all I want to know what the budget was for this movie. I have to know what the budget was. Um, because... What does it say? Well, it only made $81,000 at the box office, but I feel like this was probably like a straight-to-DVD um, movie. Well, I can't <laughs> I can't find what the budget was. When you just search Dead for Dollar, it's like... Why was Dead for a Dollar so bad? <laughs> a lot of yeah, a lot of people are asking, why is it so bad? So many reasons why it's so bad. This but, is yeah, if you're looking for like a bad movie to watch or just have something in the background, this is definitely no, no, no. The Don't one. put it in the background. This movie is fucking camp. Once I realize <laughs> that this movie is camp and I I don't need to be taking it seriously, sit down and watch this movie because I kind of think. This is one of those movies where it's so bad that it's funny. Once you know, yeah. once you know not to take it seriously, it is so bad that everybody has to watch it. Um, okay, this is what I was trying to say when I was talking about like the filter or whatever. So they they okay. this is from uh, AboveTheLine.com. I uh, okay. they interviewed uh, Walter Hill, the director of this movie. Okay. And they they glor- they're like, wow, God, it's such a beautiful movie. Blah blah blah. The color pile is gorgeous. What the fuck movie were you watching? You're lying to this man. <laughs> you were lying to this well, man. I mean, they're trying to get some facts out. They're lies. They're they're getting some lies. Yeah, yeah. So Hill's response to why the movie <laughs> looks the way it is. Um, so they said we. 
well, we help some in post, so I'm not going to name these names. They do name names for the cameraman. I'm not going to name his name. Uh, so they've worked together many times. Uh, same thing with the production designer. Uh, oh, the production designer they hadn't worked with before. I don't know what a production designer is, but they must have made some decisions. Those decisions were wrong. Um, and so he said, so Walter Hill said, we said to them, we have to make it seem like we are in Mexico. The only thing I can tell you about my own experience in the deserts of Northern Mexico, it's meant to be Chihuahua, is that the sun is constant. I said, I don't want a lot of night scenes. I feel, I want to feel the presence of the sun. So I want to desaturate to the degree that it'll burn out, give you that burnout feeling. Didn't get that. And we want to use sepia colors. Wrong. So all of these choices were made. Someone sat down. He yeah. sat down with these people and yeah. said, we're going to do this. And and then he says, through a computer-generated imagery, which is CGI, yeah, I eliminated a lot of the desert scenes and a lot of brush. We painted it out and made it look more of a stark desert feeling. But then why did you cut those out? That's what the desert is supposed to look uh, like. Sagebrush, dirt. Right. Like, like, to me, exactly. They cut out what you picture in a Western mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Because you see, like, in old black and whites where, like, the tumbleweed is, like, um, you know, rolling with the wind or whatever. But they used fans back then. But, um they yeah they didn't need to do that whole cgi thing they didn't they could have or like eliminated anything no go to mexico and record (laughs) go to mexico but maybe you couldn't go to mexico during this new mexico they still had some red deserts out there this might have been filmed in new mexico uh film location um it was filmed in new mexico oh wow so that's what i understand like Again, yeah, you're if you go, saying like towards like the end of at the bottom of New Mexico, you're gonna get some red desert out there. Yeah, I I think it's beautiful though, but you don't need the sepia. I no, think you, you could have just filmed it as it was, or maybe even if you're gonna do a filter, not something so drastic as that. Yeah, and then to CGI shit out like we're getting we are getting out we're of control getting, with CGI. Yeah too comfortable with cgi like this movie was never gonna be good Mm -hmm. i still don't know what it's about it was so much and nobody the people who the only guy who came to work and acted his ass off unfortunately acted his ass way too off was esteban romero (laughs) he overdid it but outside of him everybody just kind of phoned it in yeah. And it it was a good cast, but it was yeah. like I don't know if it was the writing or what. It was just bad. Everybody phoned it in. I know we were coming fresh out of being locked down. Yeah. From the pandemic, but there are no excuses here. <laughs> but again, this is one of those movies that it is so bad. And as long as you don't take it seriously, yeah. can be a lot of fun to watch. No. I would I'd watch it again. Because it's so bad. What did you rate it? A point two five. <laughs> Worst movie I've seen since we started watching these movies. It was terrible, but I would I watch it again? Yes. 
Uh, I won't be there. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um, I'm a nice person. I gave it a one. You're it jealous. tried. It, it tried. It like didn't I can't try. <laughs> I can't give anything a zero because it's just like, hey, they did it better than me. But yeah, I'll never- I'm still like. I'm not used to PowerPoint, but because I the last time I did that was like back in high school. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be 20 years. But um, it's like the last thing I used was a uh, a light projector. <laughs> You're gonna age yourself. <laughs> Let me see some transitions here. Uh, uh, where's that transition? That um, maybe it's this one. I think at one point. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we're looking at PowerPoint transitions. Like, I'm surprised they didn't hit us with with prestige. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. So, oh, blinds. It's, it made a lot of choices. Um, it, yeah. So, I won't ever give a movie a zero unless I just simply can't finish watching it. But this movie amazing still they did they do the zoom this one no this one probably <laughs> this is the one i was that's waiting for that's the one that's the one but you know they used to do those like we need to watch like an actual i mean i know we're going to come across like an old western and i might ask my dad to give us a recommendation for a good western because i feel bad every time we watch a western movie or we have to i'm like oh god here we go and i don't want to be like that i don't want to come in negative nancy um yeah. so i would like to find a western movie that is good so if anyone has any suggestions please let us know if you've seen a good western for sure all right our last movie coming up next <laughs> So the next one is called Deadly Cuts. Our last movie, Deadly Cuts, is an Irish film, uh, an Irish comedy film set in a working class Dublin hair salon where the stylists become accidental vigilantes and community heroes as they take on the gang members and gentrifiers threatening their community. What was your uh, (laughs) initial thought when we were jumping into this one? Uh, I was just thinking, like, this is better than Dead for a Dollar. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, when we hit play on uh, Deadly Cuts, (laughs) I had come, like, we. I think we watched it right immediately after watching Dead for a Dollar. Yeah, we did. And by the time we hit Deadly Cuts... I had come to find my understanding with Dead for a Dollar and am like, this is the worst but greatest movie I've ever seen. I've come to terms <laughs> with it. I've accepted it for oh what gosh. it is. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, no way Deadly Cuts is going to be more entertaining than Dead for a Dollar. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, I was like, oh, cool, an Irish movie. Uh, we don't come across those too much, so I was no, we don't actually. Excited. Now that I think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I was excited about that, but it was like a very typical, like let's save our town type of movie. Yeah, like let's be the heroes. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, all these uh, four women come together. All they're all Irish. Well, it was well, Irish, anyways. Um, well, they all worked in the shop together, and basically, they did. Yeah. I, mean, I already told you what the movie is about. Um, not much to say about this movie. Like no, I said, it's really it's very typical. Like we have to save our town before, you know, the bad guys take it away from us and put some condos up. There were some fart jokes, which I thought like those made me laugh. I like those stupid jokes like that. Um, and then you know they they try to win a competition to help save their town and yeah their and beauty shop. competition yeah yeah and then along the way they kill some people so um, you know it's just a silly movie uh, I laughed a little bit yeah um, but it wasn't anything it kind of gave me and I I told you this when we were watching this but it it gave me um, Spice World. The Spice Girls movie. Oh yeah, it kind of yeah, gave me Spice World vibes. Yeah, not because of you know, not because of it, it. I don't know how to explain it. Like it's not the same movie as Spice World, but the type of humor, yeah, was on par with that. And I love Spice World. And this I do too. Yeah, this movie was good. I mean, it was. Will I revisit it? No, I don't need to watch it again. But <laughs> no. it, it's definitely a movie. You know, like I say, it's one of those movies that you can vacuum to and not feel like you're missing anything. Like you can pop out of the room or put it on while you're cooking dinner. Have a couple chuckles. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get back into this movie. Like if you miss anything, you're not really missing anything. No. It's it's a good background movie. Not much to say about it. I mean, it's campy. It's silly. It'll make you laugh a little bit. There's some hairstyling puns in there and... Mm -hmm. um, you know, always got to support women. Uh, I, I mean, I think the acting was good. I thought that the characters were were funny and charming. Like, there are yeah. girls that I, you know, got good vibes from, would hang out with them. Like, I thought... They definitely are, like, beauty shop kind of, like, women. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, gossip, chuckle, talk about past. Yeah, talk shit. Like, yeah. They're, they, it's, you know, they get you... The characters are lovable characters. And, yeah, they are. Um, but it wasn't anything special for me, though. Would you give it? Um, I think I gave it. I gave it a one and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a two. Um, it was good. It was yeah. a good movie. Uh, if you liked Spice World, um. If that's your type of movie, I think that you would actually enjoy this Deadly Cuts. Yeah. Same type of humor. Silly. But I think that's it for us, unless you had any final thoughts. I know that was a quick movie, but not much to say about it. No. Okay. Uh, So for our next episode, we will be watching Defining Moments. Mm. uh, And then a documentary about Depeche Mode, Depeche Mode 101. Okay. And then we are going to jump back into uh, two recommendations that we had when we were doing our horror movies for Halloween that unfortunately we didn't have a chance to get to. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to watch them now. Uh, Blood Quantum and Troll Hunter. Hmm. Any of those? Have you seen any of those? No, I haven't. Are you a Depeche Mode fan? Not really. So I've heard of, like, obviously I know who i don't know if i can say i know who depeche mode is like if i i i've heard of the band and i know i'm i've heard music 
But if you were to play a Depeche Mode song and then say, who is this? I don't think I would be able to name a song. So either, yeah. But I know I've heard the music and I've Mm -hmm. probably liked a couple songs. So it'll be interesting to see what that's about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then I'm kind of excited to get back into some horror movies. I am too. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is it for us. If you have any recommendations for what we should watch next, uh, please let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We're on Twitter. Sorry. Twitter, Instagram. uh, We're on Instagram threads. Yeah, so so on those, we're we're at WeHitPlayPod. So hit us up there. Yeah. Um, And if you like what you're listening to, be sure to subscribe. Subscribe and and follow, for sure. All right. I will see you later. We'll go watch some more movies. Yes, and tell you all about it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.